Welcome back to the Truth Leader Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. And if you are new here, welcome for the first time. I'm so excited that you found the podcast and that you found Girl Scouts. I don't know if you're new to the podcast only or if you're new to the whole thing, but either way, welcome. And we love you. We appreciate you so much. So just a quick caveat. I just want to make sure it's absolutely abundantly clear. I am just a volunteer. I do not work for council. I do not work for GSUSA. And all opinions reflected in this podcast are my own or my guests. Um, they are not reflective or approved by GSUSA or any council. Um, but I did used to work for council a decade ago. And I uh, I really had a great experience as a staff member, and I ended up leaving that job um, after I got my master's, and I went on to do something else for a while, but I became a really avid volunteer, and now I volunteer for my service unit, I volunteer for my council, and of course I do this podcast, but it's just it's just because it's the kind of podcast I would want to listen to, and it doesn't otherwise exist. So here I am creating content in the spirit of wanting to support other people, wanting to build a community because it's it's what I would want to have myself. So I did an episode last week where I talked about some basics, some Girl Scout basics for those of you who are new to troop leadership and to Girl Scouting. And the reason why I'm doing this, if you didn't listen to that one yet, the reason why I'm doing this is because I have my regular episodes that are coming out on Tuesdays that are Ask Me Anything. And no matter how new you are to Girl Scouts or how long you've been involved in Girl Scouts, you can ask me any question you want and I will weigh in. And sometimes these are moral questions and ethical questions and values-based questions. And sometimes they're logistical questions. And sometimes they're experience-based questions like, hey, in your experience. And sometimes they're like, what are the rules questions, right? So there's all kinds of uh, different layers to those questions. I've gotten so many different types of questions. And I decided that I wanted to incorporate um, some bonus episodes on Thursdays that are a little bit less in the weeds. Because if you're brand new to Girl Scouts, talking about, um, you know, something to do with middle school girls or high school girls who are dealing with some like really big things or talking about cookie proceeds and how to spend money and all that, that can be just like really overwhelming when you're basically like, I don't, I just, I have five kindergartners and I need a place to meet, right? So like, what am I supposed to be doing here? What is even happening? So these kind of <laughs> back to troop themed bonus episodes are for you, if that's you. So the last episode we did like Girl Scout basics. Like, let's just break down some basics about like how things are structured and <laughs> what girls do in Girl Scouts. Like, what is even the point? What are we doing here? And um, I wanted to do another kind of follow-up to that. Actually, I'll probably do several follow-ups to that. We didn't even touch cookies with a 10-foot pole in the last episode. I like briefly mentioned that's something we think about that Girl Scouts do. And um, that's that's really the only mention I made of that. So there's and camping. We didn't really talk too much about camping. Um, and I mentioned that I would do some follow-ups about uniforms and some follow-ups about GSLE, which is the program. That's like the ev scientific uh, evidence-based <laughs> system and foundation and framework for Girl Scouts. Like, what is the point and what is the impact and how do we have that impact? So I want today to talk about kind of some uniform stuff. And we did touch on some of this in the previous episode. Um, well, the previous bonus episode last Thursday, but I thought that this would be cool to kind of jump on the I don't know, back to troop season bandwagon and to to dig a little bit more into uniforms <laughs> can just be a little bit confusing when you're new. So let's start with the reminder. There's levels in Girl Scouting. So we talked about this in the last one, but basically there are girls from K to 12 and they are daisies, brownies, juniors, cadets, seniors and ambassadors. I said that really fast, but daisies are kindergarten and first grade. Brownies are second and third. Juniors are fourth and fifth. Cadets are sixth, seventh, and eighth. Seniors are ninth and tenth. And ambassadors are eleventh and twelfth. So, and then everybody else 
are adults. <laughs> we are adult members. And it doesn't matter whether you are 18 or 75, you are an adult member, all the same. So anyway, with that being said, the um, the uniforms change by level. So daisies have one uniform, brownies, they have a different uniform. And the daisy uniform Okay, before I even get there, let's also say there are different levels of uniform. So there's like uh, wearing, you know, like matching t-shirts and whatever bottom and being like in troop uniform. So you could have troop t-shirts, you could get shirt, they all get the same shirt from the council shop, you could all get the same shirt during like cookie season, whatever it is, you have matching shirts, you're wearing like a Girl Scout identifying shirt and some kind of bottom that could be troop uniform. You also could be like identifiable as a Girl Scout. Even if you don't match, you just have your own identifying Girl Scout top and some bottom. <laughs> and that also can count as like a very casual use of the word uniform because you are identifiable to the public as a Girl Scout. And then there's like a step up where you wear the uniform piece, which is usually a vest or a sash, but I'm going to dig in a little more to that. I had to decide which order to go in. And then any top underneath and any bottom, <laughs> like doesn't matter. Uh, that would be like the next step of a casual uniform. That's probably the most common one that you will see in real life is wearing anything underneath and um, just the uniform piece on top. Then there's also official uniform or formal uniform. And this is khaki bottoms, but any anything, skirt, pants, shorts, doesn't matter, but khaki on the bottom, white top, any kind of white top, could be collared, could be a t-shirt, doesn't matter, but solid white top underneath um, your official, well, not you, but your girls would wear that underneath their official uniform piece. So usually like a vest or a sash. And that is considered like official official. So you're going to see that most of the time in Girl Scout like promotional uh, images or like website images definitely on the shop page uh that's mostly what you're gonna see at like ceremonies parades any girls that are maybe being interviewed on the news about girl scouts anything like that we're going official official uniform that's most often what that looks like now in my troop uh personally a lot of times we would do khakis or solid black pants because a lot of girls didn't have khakis and a big big thing about the reason why there's so many different iterations of a uniform is because girl scouts really prioritizes being accessible and being accessible means not having like really big restrictions about the uniform so there's like all these different levels of acceptability <laughs> for the uniform and i personally found the girls liked better wearing solid black bottoms. They could even wear like solid black leggings or something um, or a black skirt. They tended to enjoy wearing that a lot more than they enjoyed khakis. They really hated khakis, um, but either one would be accessible or like appropriate, I guess I should say either one, whatever you have, either way. Mm. And then I think it's important to say too, the actual definition of the Girl Scout uniform is just the pins. So normally, there's um, on the uniform piece, like on the vest or next to the sash, um, there's this little tab called an insignia tab, which is this little piece of fabric that kind of like points downward. So it sort of looks like an arrow. It's this little like flap of fabric that has two membership pins on it. And technically, no matter what a girl is wearing, if she's wearing her pins, she's in uniform. And that is supposed to make it accessible for girls to be able to be in uniform, even if they can't necessarily afford the uniform piece. Um, having your identifying membership pins on is considered uniform. Um, now, there are people in the community who are very, very 
specific in particular about what is correct uniform. And there are people who could care less about uniform and everything in between. And I would just go ahead and take this moment to say there are no uniform police. So it doesn't really matter. And when I say it doesn't matter, I know there are people who are very particular about the uniform who would be like, it absolutely matters. And yes, there's definitely a lot of research that shows um, that, you know, wearing uniforms can have a lot of benefits. There's the benefit of um, if everybody's in the same uniform, same clothes, that it takes away the kind of competition of social class because everybody kind of shows up in the same thing. It takes away opportunities for bullying. It makes people feel connected to a community. Also, there is research that shows that when girls show up to Girl Scouts in uniform, they show up ready to do Girl Scouts in a way that they're kind of on their best Girl Scout behavior. Being in uniform can have that effect. So there's all these benefits to actually carrying through with the uniform. And also, when I say it doesn't really matter, what I mean is it's hardly <laughs> the most important part of Girl Scouting. Like, none of us are doing Girl Scouts so that we can get girls in uniform. That's just not the point. It's just not the point. So although it can contribute to all the things that we do want to achieve with Girl Scouts, it's not a deal breaker if the girls cannot be in uniform. So that's what I mean when I say it's not that serious. <laughs> so um, that's kind of the, I don't know, background of of uniforms. So now let's look at uniforms on a level by level basis and also like the different items that go on the uniforms because this can be a little confusing. And I used to work in my council shop when I very first started working for my council um, almost 15 years ago. And back then um, I would help parents and volunteers who walked into the council shop for the very first time. I would I would loved helping them understand like what do they need? And what does it mean? Like, why do they need this? <laughs> so let's talk about it. So the daisy uniform piece is the um, it's either a vest or a tunic. So while most of the time when we think about Girl Scouts, we think vest or sash, daisies actually have a vest or a tunic. Now, the tunic you'll also sometimes hear called an apron or a smock. <laughs> we called them smocks when I was a daisy. My mom always referred to them as my like that as my smock, but it's definitely called a tunic officially. Doesn't really matter though. The point is the vest is worn like a vest, right? Like you um, have armholes on either side. It's open in the middle. It does not like zip or button or close. It's um, it wraps around you, the girl, like a vest. <laughs> the tunic goes over a girl's head. So it's like an apron, but with a head hole in the middle. Um, and then it like covers her front and her back. And it has little ties on the sides, although you don't have to tie it, but it has little ties, ties in the sides. What I love about the tunic is twofold. The tunic has pocket in the front. So that's really helpful for little girls. Um, and then, all, well, it's really helpful for all girls. Let's be honest, we could all use more pockets in our lives, but especially for little ones, it's very helpful. And then um, the other thing I really love about the tunic is it actually gives you more like real estate for patches to put the patches and the badges on. So I really like that as well. I also think they stay on. And by that, I mean, girls tend to rip off their uniform pieces, especially the younger girls. They just get impatient. It's like in the way and it isn't necessarily comfortable. So like the tunic slash apron slash smock because of like the nature of it, it's more likely to stay on said child than the vest is, especially at that young age where they're like very inclined to rip things off of their bodies. <laughs> So I'm sorry, I keep taking a drink. Um, I was trying to pause this when I took a drink and when I recorded the last one and now like two episodes, like an episode and a half in, I'm just like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to, you're just going to hear me drink. I'm sorry. So that's kind of the story. And then daisies may also have some other potentially official 
alternative pieces. So the the vest or the tunic is like the main uniform piece and the pins that I was talking about, that insignia tab, pin directly to either the vest or the tunic. Um, but there's also other um, official pieces. Now, some of these may have current versions. Some of them may be retired, but even the retired versions of the uniform are still considered official. So girls would be allowed to wear them as part of official uniform. So for example, if you still have uh, the extra uniform pieces from when you were a kid, your kid can then wear them when they're at the corresponding level, if they fit, and um, it's still considered official. So a lot of times you'll see people in like vintage uniforms and things like that at parades and events and whatever. It's fun. It's fun to dress up like that. Um, it wasn't, what's really funny is when girls wore vintage uniforms when they were current, they complained about them. But now um, girls tend to like dressing up in vintage uniforms. They think it's fun and interesting and funny and whatever. It's more like a costume than a uniform, I think. Anyways, so some popular Daisy alternative official uniform pieces include Daisy socks. Yes, really. Um, Daisies do not have to wear official. In fact, I don't think there's current official Daisy socks. Um, I think this was a thing of the past, but it definitely used to be a thing. And there were several iterations of official Daisy socks. I don't know if there's currently, but um, but any of the old Daisy socks are still considered official uniform pieces, so when dressed in formal official uniform, girls could definitely wear their Daisy socks and that would be considered part of a uniform. They also have had Daisy leggings off and on, so instead of like wearing, you know, some kind of stuffy khakis or anything like, or khaki setters going to get messy or whatever, leggings are elastic and they're easier to move around in and they are more fun to play in and they i think there were a few iterations of daisy leggings as well but they were like blue with flowers which was fun who doesn't like you know any any five-year-old or six or seven-year-old might be excited about that then there were also official daisy skirts now these looked a lot more formal but they um than the like leggings <laughs> but the official daisy skirt was like a blue skirt and again i'm sure there were different iterations but it was sort of like a little bit layered um the one that i'm thinking of was like a little bit of a layered blue skirt so it's that daisy blue same daisy blue as the vest or the tunic but girls could wear that um with paired with their vest or tunic now most of the time when we had leggings and skirts i don't even know if this if they have a current version of the skirt but most of the time when we had the leggings and the skirts most of the time, girls would wear leggings with the tunic, skirts with the vest, because the skirt with the tunic kind of looked weird. But it's all official, so you could do it in any way you want. And also, you don't have to have, you didn't ever have to have the leggings and or the skirt. It was just an option. And then there's also official shirts that they've had periodically. Sometimes we've had like long sleeve shirts. Sometimes we've had t-shirts. Sometimes we've had polos that have all been considered official. So those are still considered official uniform. If you have them or find them, um, they would still be considered official. And that's a little bit confusing if you don't know if it's official, if you just find it like on an Etsy or uh, not Etsy, um, eBay or something like that. If you find an old one, if you don't know if it was official, it could just be a Daisy t-shirt. That doesn't mean it was official uniform, right? So that's like a little bit confusing, but there were official ones back in the day. Um, and then Daisies also have had official hats, little caps. They're called beanies, but they aren't beanies like a winter weather beanie. They're like little caps that sit on the top of their head. And um, they were Daisy blue. Uh, I, I'm sure that there's a current version of some kind. Um, but yes, so if you can picture it, there definitely was a very specific Daisy look that was an option that included like the beanie, the official like white top, the skirt or the leggings, and then of course like the vest or the tunic, these little stupid frilly socks and um this was like a thing and now and then any combination of those pieces would also count if that's what the girl wanted or the family wanted um and then there's also an official scarf that's specific for the daisy level that's kind of channeling a little bit of the canada slash england girl guiding look with that uh kind of bandana type thing with a little scarf tie like scarf holder or tied at the neck and like 
then it makes like a little triangle on their back, if you can kind of picture what I'm saying. So um, that there is also an option to do that, but it is not required. So those are all extra pieces. They're official, but not required. So that's kind of potentially fun. Okay, so similarly, at the brownie level, so daisies is blue. I don't know if I even said that, but daisy, I, I know I mentioned it, but I don't know if I specifically said it. So daisies blue. So it's this like bright blue color. Um, that's the like official daisy color for the uniform. And then brownies official color is brown. So <laughs> brownies uh, have either a brown vest or sash. And the sash, there's two lengths. There's regular, standard, and there's extra long. And the they're all correct. You can do any of those pieces, the vest or either sash. Some people really like the way the sash looks. The sash is definitely significantly more affordable, like a fraction of the cost of the vest. However, especially at that age, but I'm going to be honest, at most ages, the girls tend to really struggle with wearing the vest correctly, keeping it on. It like turns it uh, like it's it annoys them. It tends to annoy them. Um, you can like pin it to a girl's shirt to try to keep it in place. Um, but no, no girls like excited to have something pinned to them to go attend like their Girl Scout meeting. Like we can all just assume how that's going to go with a seven, eight, nine year old. Right. So all of that to say the sashes can be a bit of a pest, but they are so, so, so much more affordable. And sometimes that's necessary. Also, some people really love them, like really love the way they look. And by some people, I mean, it could be the adults really love them. It could be the girl herself really prefers it. And really with the uniform pieces, what I like to say is I definitely have my preferences, but I like to give girls like my recommendation is to have girls pick what it is they want. They're the ones who are going to have to wear it. Let them pick which one they want to wear. And on the same note, I would say as the troop leader, when you're having your families get their uniforms, because most of the time the families provide the uniforms for their girls, the troop doesn't necessarily provide that. Although once you've been going for a little while and you have like troop funds, you could choose for the troop to buy them. But um, like it's very common for the family to go get their own uniform and then you just expect the girl to show up in uniform. But you have to, as the troop leader, often communicate what pieces they need to buy. So um, definitely let the families know that both options are available. I think that's really important as much as you would love for all your girls to be in the same. And that's not wrong either to say all of us are going to do sashes or all of us are going to do vests. But from a financial standpoint, it's much more accessible to let them pick. Right. So um, the sash like I said, it's just a bit of a bit of a <laughs> nuisance, but it's a lot less expensive. And then there's the two lengths. There's the regular and there's the extra long. Now, almost every single girl going into second grade, which is when brownies starts, will be great in the regular length. But if you have a girl who's tall or who's growing really fast or who comes from a really tall family, she may need the extra long by the time she finishes third grade. And so you have to figure it has to be big. And that's true for the vest as well, by the way. There's lots of different sizes of vest. You have to figure that in, in kindergarten, you know, if you have a five-year-old coming into daisies, she needs to be able to wear it through the end of first grade. Um, and then for brownies, she's going to need to be able to wear it through the end of third grade. So she's coming in at the beginning of second grade, she's going to wear it till the end of third. And this can be kind of helpful, like, if you're kind of advising parents. If you have a new third grader join your troop, then she can get something that's more true to size. But if you have a second grader joining your troop, you want to make sure that her parents, her family, her guardians, her caregivers know that she's going to need to grow into it, right? She's going to need to be able to grow into it. So um, so it's not a bad idea if the girl is tall or comes from a tall family to go ahead and get her an extra long, even if it's it's stupid long in the beginning. Um, also, you can get an extra long and then pin it so that it doesn't look as long <laughs> <laughs> when she's first wearing it and it gives her room to grow into it, you can let it out. But also um, 
it gives you more real estate for badges. So that is one thing I will say about the sash is that they fill up very, very quickly. If you have a pretty active troop, you're going to run out of room for badges and patches. So the vest gives you a lot more real estate because it has a lot more fabric, right? It just makes sense. Um, but also with the cost slash the space, if the girl comes in, let's say, in February of her third grade year, then she's only going to be wearing that thing for a couple of months. There is not necessarily a need for her to get a whole vest. She's not going to need it. She's not going to get that many badges and patches before she's going to move into a new uniform. Don't spend the money on it. Just get the cheaper option, right? So some things to kind of think about there. With the sash option to officially the pins the official pins that insignia tab actually get pinned to the shirt because of the way that the sash goes across her body from like her right shoulder to her left hip the um, pins are actually going to go pinned to her shirt on the left side so that's also a little bit of a nuisance because it's an extra piece that's like separate on the girl's body um <laughs> so that's like something to think about. A lot of people as kind of like a makeshift workaround pin the insignia tab to the sash so it doesn't get lost. But the reality is like officially that is not correct. Now, again, there's no badge police, so it doesn't matter. Like it's not going to affect anything. It just is technically wrong. So there's that. And then at the junior level, which is fourth and fifth grade, the uniforms are green. And once again, they have a choice between the sash and the vest. You know what? I forgot about the extra pieces at the brownie level. But they, um, the official brownie uniform, in the past, there has been a whole dress. So if you were a brownie in the 70s or 80s, you probably had like a whole dress that you wore with a little top that went underneath. That has been official. It's still considered official if you have it. It's just not for sale anymore. It's not being made anymore. They have also had, um, I think they also had official socks at one point. They Oh, yes. They had knee socks and they had tights, <laughs> official tights at one point. Um, they had official skorts. I don't know if they currently do, but they did have official brownie skorts. They were the, like the same brown color. Sorry, I started juniors, but I'm back on brownies in case that wasn't clear. I realized I forgot the extra uniform pieces for brownies. Um, so brownies have the option to wear like that official skirt if you have one or find one. Um, and it's like the same brown color and fabric that the vest or sash is um and then they have had different official tops including like polos and t-shirts or actually i don't even know if they had an official t-shirt yeah i guess they did like a little top but they have also had an official polo they've also had an official button-up so it was like this blue button-up <laughs> there were a couple versions of it a light blue button up with like brown accents like brown stitching and then you would pair it with the skirt and then either like knee-high socks or brown leggings and <laughs> and then they also had that same style beanie that little cap on top of their heads but it the, the brownie one is brown and it has like the brownie symbol on it which is an elf um so this brownie elf on it, and and again, I don't know if the beanies still exist or if they're still, I mean, they're still official because once official, always official, but um, I don't know if there's a current version, but definitely we had that. And then um, a brownie scarf. So that like scarf slash um, bandana thing that they can wear around like their neck, it like kind of ties at the front and then it like hangs down in a triangle on their back. So if you can picture that sweet little uniform, and here's the thing, kids in kindergarten through third grade so that like silly kind of more frilly daisy uniform and then this like <laughs> kind of strange um it's it's kind of like typical scouty i think um in in its uh, sort of version of um of like the stereotype of kind of what you think of of like a scout uniform and especially like boy scouts and international scouts um but anyway, it's this brownie look. Um, but kids that age are just cute no matter what you put them in. So when they're in this like 
ridiculous getup. It's it's actually really really cute. But um, but yeah. So they had those official pieces, and then Junior's is um green. So and it's like kind of a weird green, and this has changed over the years. So like back when if you were a, a junior girl scout growing up you may have had like a bright green um but the current version is almost a little bit of a it's like a blue it's it's it pulls blue into that green a little bit um so it's like a very unique shade of green i think but anyways it's a junior girl scout girl scout junior color green and you can do again a sash or a vest and again you have the two lengths of sash to choose from you have regular and extra long and then you have a bunch of different sizes of vests that you can choose from um again juniors is two years it's fourth and fifth grade so you want to make sure they have enough room to grow into it some other uniform pieces alternative uniform pieces that the juniors have had um they definitely have had a junior skirt before um, and junior shorts in the past. They definitely have had a, a button-up shirt in the past. They definitely have had a polo. They definitely have had t-shirts um, that were considered official, like the official shirt. Currently, they definitely do have official shirt options um, that would all count. Um, and when I talk about these alternative pieces, oh, juniors also have an unofficial scarf slash bandana that is official for juniors as well. So when I talk about these alternative uniform pieces, they are not required. They definitely count and they're an alternative to the white top and khaki bottoms thing. So, um, so instead of the khaki bottoms, they could wear official Daisy Brownie Jr. bottoms, right? But um, but yeah, so but they also could do khaki instead of buying the official uniform pieces. So it's like a little bit, there's like so many options. And that's why I wanted to do a whole episode about this because we call it a uniform, but really like there's there's so many things. There's so many things. There's so much going on here. So then cadets is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Seniors is uh, 10th, 9th and 10th, and then Ambassadors is 11th and 12th. And all three of those levels wear a khaki uniform piece, a khaki colored uniform piece, and um, a vest or a sash. And technically, they, uh, like officially, would wear the same uniform piece from 6th through 12th grade. So your uniform changes from daisies to brownies to juniors to cadets. And then theoretically, you keep the same uniform from cadets all the way through 12th grade, which is a lot. <laughs> Seven years of you wearing the same uniform. So one thing that I have recommended to people is to do to plan on one vest or sash for cadets and one Vester sash for high school. And there's a couple of reasons why. Big reason why I recommend that is because of growth. Because a girl in sixth grade is going to grow and develop a lot between then and 12th grade. And buying with 12th grade in mind makes the sixth grader look ridiculous in swimming in this giant vest. And when I say that, I say that with a caveat of like, I'm not judging you if you want to have the same vest from sixth through 12th grade, because those vests are so cool. They carry so much history. When the girl gets all the way through 12th grade and she's got all these years of Girl Scouting on the same vest. It looks so, so, so cool. So I get the appeal of wanting to do it that way. Also, that is official. That is like the official expectation. But the other reason why I recommend buying for cadets and then buying again for high school is because of the retention rate. So the most popular time for girls to quit is after brownies, so after third grade, 
the most popular time is after fifth grade. So after juniors, that's like when we lose an enormous chunk of membership just because girls go into middle school, they do other things with their time. Also, there's like this misconception in the world that Girl Scouts is only for little girls that like when we think of Girl Scouts, we think of elementary age children when the reality is Girl Scouts goes all the way through 12th grade. But a lot of people don't even know that like in the public. So and actually a lot of your families, when your girls, when girls join your troop, the families don't even know that the program is offered all the way through 12th grade. So that's something that you can also like communicate to them. And I recommend that. So um, anyhow, so the um, the the biggest, biggest retention rate is uh, retention drop off point is after fifth grade. And then the next biggest retention drop off is after eighth grade. Most girls far and away will not get through Girl Scouts in high school. So in my opinion, I don't think it necessarily makes sense to buy a uniform based on 12th grade in sixth grade when most of the sixth graders aren't still going to be in high school in 12th grade anyway. So there's, it's not wrong in fact, it's correct. It's the right way to do it. It's the official way to do it, to get a uniform planning for it to last until 12th grade. But my personal recommendation is to do one for middle school. One, well, and of course, middle school is different grades depending on where you are, but um, is one one uniform for sixth through eighth grade, a different uniform through ninth through 12th. So um, and you don't have to like even organize it that way. You could just say buy it so she can grow into it a little bit. And and if she grows out of it, you'll get a new one. Like it doesn't have to be corresponding to any level. It could just be whenever she grows out of it, she gets a new one. Like that's totally fine um, from sixth to twelfth grade. Do whatever you need to do. Do whatever you need to do. So I will say that I find that a lot of the khaki girls, as we call them, or older girls. So that terminology refers to or CSA which is cadets, seniors, ambassadors, all those terms refer to the girls in sixth through 12th grade who are girl members of Girl Scouts because they all wear that khaki uniform. So they get lumped into this category of older girls or CSA girls or khaki girls. And um, I forget why I started saying that, but basically, I oh, I know, because I have noticed that once girls in this in this age bracket, sixth through twelfth grade, which is like a huge age bracket, but these girls in this kind of older girl category, they tend to more often suddenly start preferring the sash to the vest because of fashion, because they can dress it up more. A vest is a khaki vest is not cute. It's not cute no matter who you are or what age or size or anything you are. A khaki vest is just not doing you any favors. So a, a sash can be like a little more fun. Now, with that being said, relatively recently, like within the last handful of years, they came out with an alternative vest option. Now, I'm still going to go ahead and say most girls are going to feel like... <laughs> A khaki vest is not cute, but they came out with this like alternative vest. There's like the regular vest, but there's also this alternative vest that has like a collar and I think it buttons. Um, so and it, I think it has a pocket as well. So they've updated this vest to have like a little more fashion. And this was actually created with input from a girl committee that helped develop these alternative uniform pieces that are modern and updated and that they actually like and would want to wear. Now, not all girls are going to like it, right? But they did have a girl focus group that helped design this, um, that picked helped pick this design. So now they have this alternative option of vest as well. Um, so that's definitely a thing. They do have um, like an official bandana or scarf that they can wear, um, but they do not have to. And um, I'm trying to think. I, so they also came out with these pieces that are considered official uniform pieces, but they do not look like the uniform. And they are primarily targeted toward older girls. So there's like a dress. There's um, there might be multiple dresses. There's like different tops. They are like designed with more current fashion trends in mind. They tend to be 
a bit more expensive. They tend to be awkwardly fitting. So I would really, really recommend as much as possible that if you have families or girls who are interested in those alternative uniform pieces that, again, they're not alternatives to the vest or sash per se. They're alternatives to the white shirt and khaki bottoms. So um, if they are looking at these like dresses and such that are considered official um, that they could wear instead of the the white shirt and khaki bottoms that they already have in their closet or that they would have to go buy, um, then they should go to the council shop and try them on in person because they do tend to have weird fit requirements. So I'm not trying to bash them. Again, they were designed like with girl input and I think that's really really cool and I just think it's neat to see how uniforms have changed and evolved and adapted over the years and how girls um you know girls fashion and girls desires of like what how they want to express themselves through their clothing how that's grown and evolved and changed and then how that shows up in girl scout uniform it's just really interesting so I'm not knocking it but I will say like it's not required and it may not even interest your girls, and it may be financially inaccessible to families. So you, you deal with that what you will. So then adults have uniforms too. And this is interesting because this has also changed a lot over the years. If you look at like Girl Scout uniform history, there's so many different iterations of the adult uniform. But I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, you can do a white shirt and khaki bottoms. You totally can. That's still considered official. But most of the time for adults, it's considered instead of a white shirt, it's considered official to do a navy top. So white or navy is acceptable, usually solid, usually no logo, unless it's like an official Girl Scout uniform piece and then um, khaki bottoms or if you're going to do like a dress you would do a navy dress most of the time you could do a khaki dress you could do a white dress you could get away with all those things as far as like again get away with there's no uniform police but if you're going to something like super formal though that would all count but um, a navy dress would be like the standard go-to adult uniform if you were going to choose a dress and then um, like I said, if you're going to do like a top and bottoms, any bottom, then most of the time you would do navy on top and khaki on the bottom. You could definitely, like I said, I used to do with the girls. You could definitely do this with adults too. Navy on top, black on bottom would also totally count white solid top on top and black solid bottoms that is formal for any any occasion right like you could totally do like a white button-up shirt and like black slacks or black you know professional looking skirt that would totally work in any professional environment like i'm i'm attending some kind of ceremony or whatever that would definitely count anywhere so that would also count for girl scouts um, and your pins. So you would have your own insignia tab because those tabs, by the way, that the pins are on change color depending on the level. So daisies have yellow ones. Um, brownies have brown ones. Juniors um, have green ones. And then cadets through ambassadors have solid like dark blue um, ta tabs. Yeah. And then adults have green tabs. So um it's a, there's a lot there's a lot there but um i hope i didn't just like mix something up stupidly i think i like i think that's right and then um <laughs> like i've stared at the uniform so many times i worked in the shop like i know that i know them but i'm like did i say the wrong word without thinking but yeah so um so adults have their own tab with their own membership pins on them and that Technically, you could pin your pins on anything you're wearing and you're in uniform. You also, just like we talked about with the girls with like informal uniform, you could have like a troop uniform that's like a troop shirt and, and whatever on the bottom. That would count. You could have any Girl Scout identifying shirt and anything on the bottom. That totally counts as a version of the uniform because publicly you're identifiable as being associated with Girl Scouts. And then there's like the formal uniform which like I said, is mostly navy for adults. Like navy is considered the like adult color for your like clothing piece for uniforms. And then in 
the past, leaders, there was like this whole movement of volunteers who really, really longed to have vests like the girls do, um, really wanted to have like a vest piece. So back like in the 90s, volunteers were wearing patch jackets and maybe even in the 80s as well, actually, but definitely, definitely in the 90s, leaders were, troop leaders were wearing patch jackets and a lot of times they were denim jackets and they would put like fun patches. You can't get like badges as an adult member, by the way. Badges can only be earned by girl members at the specific level, but adults can get fun patches because anybody can get a fun patch. It's just a patch that you like or that you participated in the activity or whatever. It doesn't really matter. There's no requirements. Um, so adults tend to wind up with a ton of patches as well as like a collectible thing. And so they would like cover these denim jackets with patches. Um, that kind of evolved to there was a movement of volunteers in the past who really, really wanted an official adult vest. And so there were some councils or some just like individual people who would go get navy colored vests and make them um, their own uniform piece because they're navy like that that's fine you, like you could have worn that even though it wasn't technically like nationally official um you could still call it official if you're wearing your pins it like that's still official it doesn't matter so they kind of like created their own uniform and because there was such demand for this they actually did release a handful of years ago an official GSUSA navy leader vest now you do not have to wear a leader vest at all, ever, if you don't want to. It's not required. It's not like an official uniform piece the way that the girls' uniform pieces are. It's absolutely 100% optional, but you totally can wear it if you want one. Um, also, I will say what's nice is the leader vests, the official ones, they zip up. They have like a little bit of a um, what's the, like a tailored cut to them. So they aren't kind of like the, the standard girl vests just sort of like hang in their boxy. The adult, the official adult vest from GSUSA is like a little bit more tailored. So it has like a little bit of a shape to it. Um, I do think personally that they're expensive. I also don't think they're very size inclusive. So they run very small. I'm a bigger girl. I I definitely would feel constricted by the sizing that is available. I would rather have more room. Like if I'm going to wear a vest to a Girl Scout activity, I want to have a lot of mobility. Um, oh, I think the leader, I think the official leader vest also has pockets, which is nice. Um, if they if they do, I don't know because I haven't bought one, but I think if they do, um, I think that's pretty nice. But you also could get a navy vest from anywhere and you could make your own. So like if it's a dark navy color like a a, a, a get as close to the the color as you can cuz it's like a blue a very blue navy like some navies are very gray or very dark. This is like a very blue navy color. Um but you could get a blue vest from anywhere you want including the councils that sold the like unofficial leader vests in the past, I believe, still do. And they're boxier, but they're much bigger, like much roomier, much bigger. Um, but it's just like a boxy, simple vest. Um, and it has like a leader embroidered on it, which the official ones do not have anything embroidered. So um, so leaders, you know, you can do that if you want. For me personally, I look very young. I look, and I, I'm not saying that as like a flex, believe me, um, but I look very young. And so I have, and I'm short, very short, and I look young. And like I told you uh, in a previous episode, my stepkids are in their mid-20s, um, early 20s, and 19. My youngest is 19. I am not, I am not a youngin. I am not a spring chicken, but I really really look young i have a very young face and i'm very very short i'm five three well very very short as relative i'm relatively short i'm five three and when i am with girls especially older girls if i'm wearing a vest then that is to me just going to make me look even more like i'm one of the girls i don't want to be confused as one of the girls i want to be an adult i want to be seen as an adult treated as an adult by anybody in the public by anybody we are like visiting for a field trip 
Um, I don't. So for me, like wearing the vest is not necessarily super appealing uh, personally. That does not mean that I don't like the way it looks or I don't want other people to wear it. I, I don't care about that. I just uh, for me personally, I'd rather not because I don't want to be confused with being one of the girls. And, you know, listen, I'm not like delusional. If you look at me, I do not look like I'm in high school. If you've seen a high schooler, I do not look like I'm in high school. But People have such weird things to say. And if you're new to Girl Scouts, that's something that you will find out. Um, people have such weird things to say in, when you're in public um, with girls, with kids. They just feel, like, compelled to say the strangest things to you. And this really comes up a lot in cookie season when you are in public with girls a lot. <laughs> people really will approach you with the weirdest things. So, um so yeah, so it's not that I actually think I look like I'm in high school. I know I don't, but I um, I look young enough that <laughs> just I'm not trying to look any younger. Believe me, I just I um, it's not for me. Okay, you get it. So we could talk about the actual pieces of the uniform. I'm already running a little long here. We're coming up on another hour. So. If I do that, it's going to be in a separate episode. We'll go through the individual pieces on the uniform. But I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, the, you know, the ensemble. <laughs> because if you're new, it's confusing. It's confusing. It's a lot of information. Where are you supposed to get this information? It's just a lot. If you have a council shop, you can walk into your council shop. They will help you with all of these elements. But if you are not close to a council shop and you're ordering online, or you just prefer to order online if you don't like going into stores and talking to real people, totally no judgment, then, um, yeah, then uh, you need help. You need you need to understand what the heck are you looking at? What do you need? So hopefully this is helpful with some guidance. Um, just so you know, if you are on Facebook, we do have a Facebook group. You can access it at facebook.com slash Girl Scout podcast. That's technically the page but there's a little button to join the group. So that's facebook.com slash Girl Scout podcast. Um, if you are like on the Facebook app, you can just search Girl Scout podcast or Troop Leader Experience and you should be able to find us. Um, but please join us. We'd love to have you. If you're not on Facebook, then the easiest way you can get directly in touch with me is girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com. And just to reiterate, like, I do not work for G It's probably obvious from this episode, but I do not work for GSUSA. I do not work for any council. I am just a volunteer. This is not a GSUSA official podcast. So, um, or, or any council official anything. I just, um, I'm a volunteer who has been involved with Girl Scouts pretty much since I was five. And I really love, I really love Girl Scouts and I really love troop leaders and I really believe in this and I, um yeah so i'm just me i'm just sarah just <laughs> creating this for nothing if you thought this was helpful i would really appreciate a review you can leave reviews on apple podcasts if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of your apple podcast app there's a place where you can like pick a star rating but you can also actually write a review and let me know that you're listening and that it was helpful or if you're on Spotify, you can actually now not just leave a rating for the overall show, but you can also respond to each individual episode. So if there's something you want to add or if you have thoughts or if you want to contribute to the conversation, um, please do. Please give a little response there. You can also, again, tell me what is and is not helpful or interesting by responding to the episode. And um, yeah, I will see you next week. 